0: Colossians 1.18 says, So spacious is he, so roomy, that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. This podcast is going to help you live out your faith, walk in the Spirit, and rest in God's grace. Hey there, my name is Wendy Parker, and I want to welcome you to the Spacious Room Podcast. Hey there and welcome to this week's Spacious Room episode. And today I want to talk about moving with compassion. So what is it that moves you with compassion? You know, what motivates you enough to see God do something great through you? What what is it that feels like it creates emotion that motivates you towards action? Well, when we move with enough compassion to try something new, to create something different, to be compassionate about something that we feel needs to change. Yes, that fear rears its ugly head, right? That's what happens when we are so compassionate about something and we think, yeah, that really needs to change. But then fear just suddenly hits us and uh, strikes venom into our thinking. And instead of moving towards the compassion, we, we tend to shrink back and then we hesitate and then we move away from that compassion and we allow the whispered mutterings of our enemy to circle through and into our worried thoughts. So you hit the pause button, put a cap on all that kindness, all on, uh, that empathy and compassion and enthusiastically and it bubbles up inside of you and, but you're putting a lid on it and it's that compassion that's going to help others because you've believed that the lie that you're not good enough is what is going to stop you moving with compassion and we find this in luke chapter 10 verses 29 to 35 and it's where a religious scholar is asking jesus the question of who is his neighbor because jesus is saying this is what you do you you love your neighbor that's that's part of um, what the whole discipleship is. And, and the religious scholar is going, well, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus replies with the parable of the Good Samaritan, where two religious people, a Jewish priest and a Levite, walking straight by a Jewish man who'd been robbed and he'd been stripped of his clothes and he was severely beaten and he was being left half dead. And we'll pick it up here. In verse 29, it says a Samaritan came upon the bleeding man and was moved with tender compassion for him. He stooped down and gave him first aid, pouring olive oil on his wounds, disinfecting them with wine and bandaging them to stop the bleeding. Lifting him up, he placed him on his own donkey and brought him to an inn. Take care of him until I come back from my journey. And it, if it costs more than this, I will repay you when I return. Well, in biblical times, you know, the Jews and Samaritans really did not get on. You know, there was no love lost between them. There was no compassion. No Jew and Samaritan together were moved with compassion. So this parable really was the whole point of what jesus was saying to love your neighbor to this religious scholar and he was answering the scholar's question by showing him who his neighbor was and what compassion truly looks like and there is always a cost like the samaritan it always it cost him something the the when he helped helped him you know it was an exchange when when we feel so moved with compassion to step out of the box and create something different, to be passionate about something that we feel needs to change. And this is the reason, this cost, this, this cost in moving to compassion is the reason why we hesitate and why we dither and why we pause and why we falter as our spiralling fearful thoughts keep us guessing and wondering if we really want to count the cost that compassion demands from us if we truly have what it takes to help others to actually love our neighbour. Well, in Matthew 9, verses 36, it says, Jesus saw the vast crowds of people, and Jesus' heart was deeply moved with compassion because they seemed weary and helpless, like wandering sheep without a shepherd. Jesus knew that these same crowds who had moved in with deep compassion would not be moved with compassion for him when he took his final breath. And this is where the rubber hits the Golgotha Road, right? A lack of compassion from the crowd actually never stopped the motion of movement towards the cross for Jesus. Like the parable of the Good Samaritan, when religion walks by because it's too high a price to pay to move them with compassion, to help a neighbour, Jesus is saying, it's okay and I'm going to take it from here. His move towards a compassion for us never wavered when he went oh so quietly Oh, so willingly, even though he did no wrong by word or deed. And that's found in Isaiah 53, verses 7 to 9. You know, when we're moved with compassion, hesitation must bow its knee and surrender. And even Jesus, he had a moment of hesitation while in the Garden of Gethsemane. He had that slight pause. So he he wrestled with the fear and the hesitation what was moving him towards compassion. Because he says to his father, please take this cup away so I don't have to drink it. What he was saying was, I don't think I want to go to the cross. This is, I know I have to, but I'm having a moment of hesitation here. I move with compassion for people, but I'm just having a moment of hesitation. Compassion moves in a forward motion, it cannot stand still because hesitation pulls us back, it recoils us and shrinks. So the very thing that needs us to move with compassion stays hidden in the shadows, never seeing the light of change. But then Jesus, he suddenly gets a resolve and he says to his father, but whatever happens, let your will be done, not mine and Jesus knew what needed to be done a hesitation and the fear and the and the the stalling it had to move out of the way of the way so Jesus could continue to move towards the cross for our salvation you know his sacrifice on the cross was fulfilled because he was moved with so much compassion but it was his compassion that has moved us towards change, to stop going our own way and to follow the way. And Jesus' sacrifice moves us to compassion when we see the crowds, the ones who wander like a sheep without a shepherd, while wondering who's going to move with compassion to help them. So, my dear friend, when fear strikes, when gets into our thinking when the venom hits when hesitation keeps us shrinking back from our move towards compassion causing us to hit the pause button and put a cap on all that kindness and all that empathy and all that that compassion that builds up inside of you to make a change that that enthusiasm that bubbles up to want to help others to help your neighbor to love your neighbor and you think, I'm not enough? Well, believe me, you are. Yes, you are. You are enough to make a change. So let me ask you today in this episode, what is it that makes you move with compassion? And, and don't hesitate and don't be fearful. Just, just keep moving forward and just say a prayer and say, thank you, Jesus, that you were so moved with so much compassion that you chose, Lord, you chose to sacrifice yourself for me so I could have the free gift of salvation. And we just thank you, Lord, that your compassion moves us with compassion to help other people. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you would like more teaching and messages on The Christian Life, then check out my website thebigvoiceonline.com I look forward to sharing the spacious room with you next time.